Well, welcome to this, the 35th episode of the Love Your City podcast. For those who listen often, you will know my usual sign-in is joined, as always, by Letitia Shelton. Well, that has proven to be untrue, because here I am introducing this episode on my own. Um, I was uh, really privileged and delighted to interview Stephen Sutton for this episode. There are two reasons why I wanted to do this interview. One is um, I had the privilege of being in Teesside recently to get to meet him and to see his home city uh, and see the incredible work that he's doing, which you'll hear more about in the interview that follows this introduction. But secondly, um, Stephen Sutton is actually coming to Australia in uh, next month in October, and he'll be speaking at a range of different events across the country. Uh, we hope to be able to include details of those events uh, in, in our Facebook page, so check that out. Um, but uh, just enjoy this interview with a remarkable leader out of Teesside in the north, the north, let me just think about this for a second, the northeast of England. Enjoy my interview with Stephen Sutton. Well, as I uh, do this interview with my, with my brother on the other side of the world, the, the covers have just come off the pitch at uh, Headingley for the third test. Steve, are you into the cricket, mate? Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not. Oh, man. I, that, that sounded like gibberish to me. See, that's just that's just ruined my intro. <laughs> and it's no fun talking to someone from England if you can't remember the cricket. Oh, well, okay, let's no. get on with more spiritual things then, shall we? <laughs> Mate, I, I'm just so thrilled to be able to, to have uh, have you on the line today. Thank you so much for joining us. So it's, it's midday over there and 9pm back home in Australia. But uh, thanks for giving us your time today. Why don't you kick us off with a bit of an intro about yourself. Tell us about your family and tell us a bit about what your day job involves. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be on this uh, in this podcast because I am first and foremost a big fan of the podcast, guys. Um, you're doing a wonderful job, and it's, so it's brilliant to be uh, able to come and contri- contribute and be interviewed. Uh, but yeah, my name's Stephen, and I am a, a Baptist pastor in the northeast of England, a place called Teesside, um, which is one of the, the the kind of poorest and most deprived areas of the UK. And we've been here now for about nine years, uh, coming up nine years next week, actually. So it feels like a, a long time. It's been home for a good while. I'm married to a wonderful lady called Leah, and we've got four children aged uh, between 10 and four. So, um, uh, so yeah, but, but yeah, first and foremost, I'm, I'm a Baptist pastor. But then I also have been involved in uh, coordinating and leading some of the Unity Network that we have here in Teesside, and we've formed uh, an organisation called Transforming Teesside Together. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, at the moment, we are networking about 50 or 60 churches uh, in the Teesside area. Um, so we're about halfway there because there's about 100 and, uh, 140 churches that we've identified on the map that we want to be networking with. And, uh, and so we're about halfway. So it's, it's going well so far, uh, but, uh, but we've still got a long way to go as well. And that's just brilliant. Do they have uh, eight days in the week over there in the UK? Do they? That's that's uh, that seems like a big load. Yeah, we're just a lot harder working over in the UK. <laughs> Set myself <laughs> up for that one, didn't I? Yeah, nice one, <laughs> mate. Uh, it was it was so good to have you here in Australia uh, last year for for uh, Movement Day, among other things. But I remember uh, you said something there uh, from the stage that really that really struck me. You said when you moved from Bible College in London to ministry and, and church ministry up there in, in Teesside, uh, you said you felt at the time that God was calling you to the church, but a little bit later you realized that he'd actually called you to the city. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that journey. What were the key points along the way that helped you to realize that and, and what were the change moments for you in that? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean that, that's exactly how it was. I, to be honest, I think it's, um, it's 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 about the language that we used as I was going through that process. So I was training down in London at a college called Spurgeon's College, um, and we we in your last year you start hunting for churches, and the big question is is what church are you called to go and lead? And so you meet with these churches, and you're trying to figure out is this the church I'm called to? And they're asking the question, is this the pastor that is called to come and lead us? And, and we, we, do, we do talk about mission in those conversations. You talk about evangelism, you talk about church growth. But essentially, you're trying to work out, is, is this a, a church and a pastor um, partnership that's going to work and a calling that's going to work? Um, and I look back on it now and I realize we never, ever spoke about the mission fields. We never spoke about whether I was called to that place, to that city, to that land. And uh, and so it kind of shocks me a little bit now, but but very much so when I was called to uh, the church I'm at now, which is called uh, Colby Newham Baptist Church, it was very much I was called to be their pastor, and they felt called to call me to be their pastor, and so that's what we did for for the first couple of years of my time here. Um, it was very much a, a lovely little circle of me and my church, and we 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 had a great time. But essentially, we we did what what most church leaders do is. You look at your worship program, your youth program, your um, your outreach programs, your mums and toddlers groups and things like that. And you work out how can we take what we've got and make it better. And and it was wonderful. And I got to know the church during that time. Um, but then I, I, I think I, I over, the, over the course of that two years, slowly it did begin to change. And I began to realize that that actually the mission field is a whole load bigger than just my church and and the few people that we get to interact with um, each week um, through our through our different ministries, um, and and God started showing me how how huge and how big uh, the land is that the mission field is that He placed me in, and uh, and so I, I guess to be honest, I, I was thinking about this um, the other day, and I was thinking actually it was probably uh, as it, as the place became home to me, that's probably as it began to change. So it was no longer just the location of my church, but actually it was my home. It was the place I was, uh, God had called me to and led me to, but also where my kids were going to grow up, where they were going to go to school, where they might get jobs one day. Um, and so my attachment to the city actually became a heart thing. I began to kind of love the place. And then you start to, as you start mixing and you get used to the area, you start realizing how much pain there is and how much brokenness there is and uh, and how many people within the church and outside of the church are actually um, giving their lives um, to make this city a, a better place and a flourishing environment um, for human beings to grow in. So so I, I kind of just got my, my vision lifted up. Church isn't just about me growing my church, but actually... It's about us being the church that is placed in this city, in this land, by Jesus, our King, and and we're on His mission while we're there. And so I guess we we began to just get get bigger vision of what what, what our mission was. And when you begin to do that, then you start getting a bigger vision of of, of who your church is. And and that that's when kind of the next kind of change happened for me is, is you begin to realise that that my church isn't the only church that is also placed in my city. But also God's placed loads of other churches and they are brilliant and they've got the same king as I've got. They're placed in the same land that, that, that I am and they've been given the same mission that I've got. And so we, we, we began to kind of start lifting our heads um, up and, and looking around and discovering that there's, there's brothers and sisters 
that we really should know and be in relationship with. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of how we started relating to each other, praying together and started uh, the network out of that, really. That's just brilliant, mate. Uh, you've articulated it so powerfully there and there are so many gems along the way. <laughs> that little, that little uh, four-minute explanation there. Can you tell me, like, it's good to hear from your perspective as you move that, moved uh, from, from college into church ministry, uh, your perspective as the one being called and you feeling called to that, to that particular church. Can you tell us a bit about how the church... Colby Newham Baptist Church uh, journeyed with you in that? Like, did they come along for the ride? Were there any hiccups there? Did they push back at any time? Um, you know, you're meant to be pastoring us or anything like that. Um, you know, uh, speak freely. I'm not sure if we have any other listeners yeah. from your church, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure they won't mind. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, to be honest, that's been one of the most amazing things about my my church at, um, in Colby Newham. They are um, the most incredible bunch. And and I think actually, is that as you are going on a journey, it's not all happening at once, and you're going on a journey together, um, it, it did feel like that. It felt like actually, um, as God was revealing a heart to me, I mean, I'm preaching there most weeks. And so you're, you're kind of taking them on a journey with you. So as God's speaking to me, um, he's kind of opening them up at the same time. So the more I was talking about our mission field and 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 as I'm finding out and researching about Teesside and, and about the, the way things work and some of the stats and some of the things we should be praying for, um, it, it just became the way, the natural way that we began leading the church, I think. And so over a course of time, I, I think as, as it was rising as a call in me, I think it also did become a call for our, our particular church as well, is that we're, we're not just a church for us, but we're a church for the lands that we're placed in. And, you know, no, I, I, there wasn't any kickback, actually. No, people, people, um, people felt like that was that was right. I think they had this gut reaction that actually, yeah, I think may, maybe there have been some things that we've done wrong in the past. Uh, and actually, we, we do. We need to have a, a real focus on the land that we've been placed in. Um, I, I also, because I mean, it's really affirming for church members as well. This because this is this is their home. Uh, lots of them have lived here for a lot longer than I have. Um, they've got grandchildren here, some of them, and some of them are going to, you know, having babies here as well. And so for for them, they I think it the people in the pews connect with this stuff a lot faster than church leaders, I think, because actually quite often that they're embedded deeply into their, their communities, work-wise, family-wise. And, and so, so it was just, yeah, it was a, a kind of progressive thing. I think a key moment for us as a church though, was we, we started studying the, the gospel of Matthew and so we just kind of opened it up and, and didn't have a plan really. Um, but we spent three years in Matthew <laughs> And just week by week, just opened up Matthew. And, and you can't move in Matthew without Jesus talking about the kingdom of God um, almost every week. It just crops up all the time. And, and so I think that the, the theology of the kingdom of God and, um, and of God's kingship and what he wants to see happen on earth as in heaven became a, a kind of major focus for us for those three years. And I think that probably, that probably really shaped us, actually, because as we're thinking through kingdom, all the time we're asking, well, what is Jesus's king's vision for Teesside? What, what does it change if Jesus becomes king in the land that we live in? And, and so that, that kind of focus just really helps you then when you're developing city movement stuff, city vision stuff and networking with those churches. Um, I think it became very key that, that, um, that, that we, yeah, we had that grounding in kingdom theology. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, it was a blessing to actually come and see your city uh, not, not long ago, mate. And uh, apart from you making me climb that hill, 
Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> Raspberry top or something? Over the land with me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's what we were doing. I, I could barely breathe. I don't know how how much my uh, prayers were getting across. Um, the conversation <laughs> was great when I could get words out. I think, but uh, it was good to listen to you. Um, and and when we met, we met for lunch. But prior to that, you had been in a meeting with uh, with the local council or something like that, some civic leaders. And at, just before, as you said in the intro, you you've met this morning with your ministry team at at, at the church you lead. Talk to me about how how do you balance? I mean, you said before sixty of one hundred and forty churches in in Teesside. Was that right? Sixty of one hundred and forty or thereabouts? Yeah, that, 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 they're they're kind of within the, uh, the relational network. Obviously, I'm I'm not specifically um, uh, networking with every single one of those, um, but but there are we're encouraging, um, particularly encouraging churches to get to know each other um, in in their local area majorly. I mean, we do have to come together and have big picture conversations about Teesside. Um, but actually, the most effective relationships are going to be the guys that are surrounding you and uh, the people are up your road. So, so I mean, next week we're doing a, a big um, uh, mission to, to feed uh, a bunch of kids who, who go hungry each summer holiday because they're not getting free school meals. And we're working with we're working with four local churches to, to feed um, a bunch of kids each day next week. And that's part of a bigger vision across Teesside where lots of different churches are doing that. Um, so it's it, 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 yeah, there's lots of different layers and elements to it, and it does get complicated being a local church leader and then and then trying to do networking stuff, but um, and then also yeah, relating to your city. Um, it has, and and particularly the last couple of years, it's got um, uh, it's got more and more complicated as things started to grow and we've got some traction and uh, and some projects have got off the ground. Uh, but <laughs> I, I've not got, I was thinking about this, I've not got the greatest amount of wisdom for you, apart from it's, it's, some, sometimes it is just really hard work. Um, I, I, think, I, I think I'm trying to think in terms of seasons at the moment. There are seasons where, where it's busy and where y- you are trying to be in too many places. And I think I'm, I'm reflecting that that is okay as long as it's for a season. Um, there are other seasons that you need to be quieter and there's other, some seasons where you're going to focus on a particular project and others where you just need to focus on pastoral care at your church. Um, and I think it's OK as long as you guard how long those seasons go on for. And so to be honest, the last six months of, of my life has been one of the busiest seasons I think I've ever had. And I felt completely pulled in about a million directions. Um, and so I've, I've really called it at, at, at the end of July and just said, August, I'm going to, I'm just backing off from a whole load and just having some quiet time in August. And you know, already it's coming to the end of August now and, um, and I'm feeling much more rejuvenated and ready to be enthusiastic again in, in September. So I think there's, there's seasons, there's this balancing thing. Um, uh, and, and also ju- just the fact that we've we got to work as a team. And so there are times where you're, as a leader, you're developing something and it is on you. But as that becomes established, we've got to learn to delegate and identify other people. And with the with the uh, Transform Teesside Together network, we've now got some great people who are kind of looking after different parts of Teesside and really carrying the burden for um, different areas and different towns in our in our city. So um, we, we we're kind of learning as we go. But it but uh, yeah, a whole lot of time it, it is just a bit of hard work as well. <laughs> Mate, I, I think you sell yourself short. That was packed with wisdom. I think there's some gold there. I, I think it's a tension for, for a lot of pastors. You know, how do we how do we think about the city when we're flat out pastoring our churches? Um, I, I love what you said earlier, you know, taking the church on a journey, the church are behind you. I don't think it'd be as easy if you didn't have that. 
Yeah, I, I have to say, yeah, I mean, coming back to that with, with my church, there, there was a time, probably two or three years ago, where the, the city movement stuff was t- starting to take up more of my time. And I sensed there could be a tension that develops between my church and this this other stuff. They could start to feel neglected. They could start to question, is this what we pay him for? And that sort of a thing. Um, but it, it also kind of came at the same time as, as um, we had one uh, kind of cohesive leadership team that had been together for a long time. And a few were stepping down at the same time. And we need to rebuild a new leadership team. And, and I really felt like God had given me some wisdom in that moment that that the, the that was our chance to really reaffirm that our church isn't just for our church, but we're here for the city. Um, we have a, a focus on our mission field, that we're not just a church on our own. We're a church of, uh, of, uh, of, of kind of multiple denominations all over this city. And uh, we, we, we kind of redid our strap line and, you know, our mission statement became Jesus loves Teesside. And we said, so if, 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 if anything's got to do with Jesus loving Teesside and Jesus calling us um, to further his kingdom and his gospel in Teesside, then that is our mission. And, uh, and, and, and the leadership team just got fully behind that. We read a couple of books together about city ministry to kind of establish that team. And, uh, and, and that, that was probably the, one of the best things I did is because then since then, as things have got busier and busier, now I've got a, a united church and a united leadership team really backing um, some of those efforts. So, um, so that, that, yeah, that was really helpful doing that. Fantastic. Uh, you said earlier uh, you've taken August off. You, you, you're hyped for... September, but then in October you're coming over to Australia. Um, it's your yeah. second time here, as I understand it. You were here last year and coming again. Tell tell me, uh, last year when you were here, what were you imp- what were your impressions of the place, and what are you looking forward to when you come in October? Oh well, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's um, it, it's I, I was struck by how similar the culture is to to the UK actually more than more than most places that you you go and travel especially when you're traveling for 30 hours on an aeroplane you'd expect the culture to be a lot more different but um but we we, we just connected with with people really naturally it was wonderful um the weather was spectacular compared to here and so so we just um absolutely loved it but the, the, the for me it's the fact that god is doing the same thing across the other side of the world as what he's doing here so my my city here um, the, the spirit of God is doing exactly the same stuff, probably in different ways, probably with different flavor and different um, speeds and things. But he's doing the same stuff. I, I think we are living in an era where God is reuniting his church and getting us released together out on mission. And I think it's happening wherever you go around the world. And and I was so encouraged to just hear story after story as I went to the different cities in Australia and think, whoa, my God is so big and he is up to some amazing stuff. And it just brings you back full of, um, full of amazing stories to tell over here, um, but inspired that you're a part of a big movement that the Spirit's leading. And so I, I'm, just, I'm just pumped to be back there again um, uh, next, uh, well, in October. And, uh, and for me, city to city learning, I think, is really important. I think um, all, the, all the significant times where our network has actually um, kind of gone to the next level is because someone from another city, either, either from internationally or from the UK, has actually come in and spoken into or shared their story. And we've gone, wow, God is doing the same thing 
but then we've got we've got another layer of it we've learned something else from them and so for me it's I, i'm coming as a learner i just want to learn from you guys um, but if there's any way that the teesside story can can bless those cities then i'm excited to tell it yeah fantastic mate we can't wait for you to come. Uh, when I was there in uh, in the UK, I got to spend a few days uh, staying with your parents, and they told me a bunch of stories about you that uh, might be for another podcast, maybe even for a different yeah. Don't put <laughs> <laughs> Let's different not theme do the podcast about that. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for your time today, mate. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna put on the back end of this podcast all the details of of the events uh, that you'll be involved with while you're here in Australia. And our listeners would be would be blessed to, to be a part of that and to hear the story that's that's unfolding in Teesside. And you're right in the middle of it, mate. And uh, bless you and keep going. Wonderful. Thank you ever so much for having me, Sam. That's brilliant. Good God on you, Stephen. You. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye.